Support for the Couples Council comes from Mercier Wellness and Consulting. Their purpose is to equip you with the right skills for a happy and healthy relationship. Schedule your consultations now. For more information, visit mercierwellness.com. Mercier Wellness and Consulting. Small steps, big changes. This podcast is not a substitute for therapy. Please consult a licensed professional for your mental health needs. Now Now on on with with the the show. show. Hello and welcome to the Couples Council. I'm your host, Dr. Jameson Mercy, licensed clinical social worker. And here you are for yet another installment. Uh, Last week, we started our series on communication. Um, Anybody want to tell me what we were talking about last time? Yes, you're right. It's can we talk, right? Starting the communication. And if you didn't say that, I know you were thinking it, right? If you need a quick refresher, go back and listen to the previous episode so that you'll be all caught up for this, uh, for this episode with um, part two. Um, before I get into that, um, you know, lately I've been reading these little articles and these I, these little nuggets emerge. And so I figured I'd share them with you. Um, I came across an article, you know, on one of these online magazines where they talk about, hey, here's 12 things to improve your marriage or here's 68 things that will, you know, keep you married forever. And ordinarily, I don't pay them much mind um, because some of the advice, you know, every, every once in a while, they'll have something good. But for whatever reason, I was um, uh, I read this one article and of everything that was in there, one thing jumped out at me about um, uh, a healthy relationship. Right. How do you know if your relationship is healthy or not or how to make it last? And this is something that I actually had not paid much mind to. Don't even doesn't even cross my radar. But after I read this article, I could not stop thinking about it. If you are in a relationship where you and your husband or you and your boyfriend or girlfriend, partner, whomever, if the two of you argue in public, yes, if you guys bicker in public, That is a bad sign. Now, intuitively, you know that, you know, that's that's really a no go. And Herdina and I, we've had our own um, conversations about this. Just what are the limits? Hey, you know, what are we going to say? When do we, you know, call a timeout? But when I see couples and you know them. You, you know who they are as you're listening to this. You can think of at least one, maybe two couples, friends of yours, maybe even family that you know of who they don't care where they are. They're going to say what's on their mind. They're going to give it to you. And, you know, audience or no audience, as a matter of fact, the audience often needs to take cover Um Sometimes it's the kind of stuff that kind of makes you chuckle and you're like, oh, thank God that ain't us. 
But more times than not, I find it to be rather sad, you know, disheartening. Um, because that is really just the beginning of uh, a downward uh, slope, a quick downward slope. So in short, if you are in one of these relationships where you're bickering in public, try your best, try your best to cut that out, right? Better you not say anything than to, you know, say the wrong thing in public because it's always made worse when there's an audience, guys, right? You know, do yourselves a favor. Don't put yourself in that situation. So I just thought I'd share that before we get into our um, our part two of communication. And so, again, do not, I repeat, do not bicker and argue in public. It's harder to, to, to clean that up. All right. So moving on to part two of communication. Right. Part two. Today's uh, the, this episode, um, we've been t- we've called it communication. Say what you mean. Repeat after me. Say what you mean. Too many of us too often find ourselves in situations where we either are thinking something but we pull it back. We form our lips and we put our tongues on the backs of our teeth to say something, but we don't, right? Now, sometimes that is the smart decision. Sometimes it just is. There are times when it just does not make any sense to say whatever it is you are going to say. Now, there are those other times where we pull back, you know, in 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 my house in Creole, we say, Uvalel, right? You swallow it. Sometimes doing that um, doesn't help. Rather, it hurts the relationship, okay? So I'm not talking about these times when it actually is benefit to kind of withhold some things. So sometimes that's good. That is a good thing. Other times you don't want to hold it. You, you need to say what's on your mind. Um, and, and then we can have a conversation about it. Okay. So three things we want to discuss as part of this say what you mean episode, okay? The first thing I'm going to encourage you to do is to ask the question that you're thinking. Ask the question that's on your mind, okay? A lot of times we have things that are just kind of brewing or it may just be one question that kept kept you up all night or something struck you throughout the day and you, you want to have this conversation with your wife or your husband and you can't figure out how. So, you know, you want to talk about whether it's, you know, leaving your job. I don't know. What do you think about leaving my job? Instead of that, you start asking, you know, you say, how's work? 
right? Which is a good lead in. Or, you know, how's Joe, you know, Joe, the guy you work with, or you you just start like fumbling. For some people, you know, they got to warm up to it. But the danger in that is you may never get to the question, right? You may chicken out. Okay. Um, so that's a scenario where you may have something you want to say, but you feel like you can't or don't want to. The response you get may, may not go well. Whatever the situation, I encourage you to say what you're thinking. If you are constantly withholding your thoughts from your partner, husband, wife, right? If you're constantly withholding that, what are you doing to the relationship? If you're constantly pulling back on things you want to inquire about, um, things that, you know, are important to you, you know, um, you may want to take a trip and instead of coming out with that or asking if they want to go with you, you, you ask things like, so do you have anything on the calendar? And while initially, well, okay, on its face, that sounds like you're being considerate. There is a fine line because you can still be considerate and be direct. Okay. Let's not get it twisted. So say, um, say the question that you're thinking, right? Ask, ask the question. Don't, don't back out on that. Second thing, if you are asking the question or if you have asked the question and then you are engaged in a conversation, I'm going to encourage you to be authentic. This is a word that gets tossed around a lot, okay? We, we talk about being authentic, our authentic self. But there are many of us out there who claim to be authentic, yet in many situations, we are not. Case in point, many of you, myself included, in the past, in the future, yesterday, We've said yes when we really mean no. Hello. We've said no when perhaps we wanted to say yes, but didn't want to come across too easy. Then there are those of us who say, I don't know because we fear whatever answer we give will be judged or maybe even rejected. Well, if your authentic self, if being your authentic self, if accepting who you are leads to judgment and rejection, then in my book, at least, like to me, that's just what it's going to have to be then. If you're going to reject me or dismiss me or judge me, better you judge me and dismiss me for who I am versus 
who I am not. Okay? There's nothing wrong with with saying no. And no is a big, big thing in relationships because we do feel like we can't say no or, or you know, um, say anything that would make us, you know, our partner look at us differently because they have this idea of who we are. And it's your fault, really. It's your fault if you've created this uh, magical person that now you're struggling to live up to. Okay? Be authentic. At least give your partner, your wife, your husband a chance to get to know the real you and love the real you. Otherwise, who's who's in this relationship? If you say no when you mean yes or say yes when you mean no, now you've totally altered the trajectory of the relationship. You were going to go down one path and have one conversation, but now your answer has totally shifted it. Um, another reason why we don't want to do that uh, as far as being inauthentic, right? So um, if you want to say no, but you say yes, or you say yes when you mean no, when you create that pattern... Okay, this dynamic where you you constantly um, accept things that you don't want to accept. Okay, things that are against your will. However, you've said yes, you want it, so we can't really make that argument that it's against your will. But it is against your will. What happens is. You set yourself up for resentment and anger. You set yourself up for resentment and anger. And the worst kind of anger and resentment is the one that we create and impose on ourselves. Hello. And we have our reasons, you know. I, I hear it all. We want to keep the peace. Um you know, it's not worth it. Well, maybe it is. Maybe it is. When you make this decision that, you know, your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, you know, they're not mature enough to handle it. So I'm going to spare them. Um, no, you're rationalizing for yourself. And it really ultimately is a big cop out because you don't want to have the hard conversation or you don't want to confront the fact that you may no longer be regarded as perfect. So don't do that. Don't do that. You're not doing your relationship any justice by being inauthentic. Okay. Be who you are. Well, figure out who you are first and then be that person. All right. So that's number two. Number three is something I like to call congruent communication. Okay. Congruent. What am I saying? Right. Root word is congruence. Okay. Essentially, when we're talking about congruent communication 
What we mean is our communication matches, right? The ways in which we communicate, they match. There's no misunderstanding. We're not sending mixed messages. Um, it's clear what's being said, okay? So you've had conversations with people, and again, let's keep it in-house with your husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, whomever, and their mouth might say yes, but it's clear, clear as day that their body is telling you no, sometimes hell no. And you got to say to yourself, am I missing something? No. And they'll tell you no, but it does not match. Right. We, we, we read and hear all the time about verbal communication and nonverbal communication. OK. We understand body language is huge, huge. What are we talking about? Eye rolls. Shrugging our shoulders. Um, some of us be snatching flies. Yes, you know who I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Um, we have a very defensive partner. Not partner. We have a very defensive posture, right? Um, our stance is not a uh, yes stance, and you know what? And you know this, right? If 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 you can't think of someone in your life that does this, you're not trying. I can think of a handful. And you know what's funny? A lot of times people don't even realize they're doing this. You know, um, the whole technology thing is huge. People are talking to you, and yet they are in their phones. They are majorly distracted. Uh, listen. I have nothing against technology. Trust me, I don't. I'm very much appreciative of technology. But just don't let it interfere in your relationship. There's no way that you are um, telling me. You can't tell me you're listening. You can't tell me that you're present and yet, you know, you're, you're totally engaged in something else. But I digress. That's a conversation for a complete, a whole other episode. Okay. So how do we have congruent communication? Well, one simple thing is eye contact. Eye contact. It's hard for you to be distracted if we're making eye contact. Now, some people say, yo, Dr. J, that's weird, man. Like, why would I just be standing staring into her eyes or his eyes? Well, why not? You mean to tell me you guys communicate with little to no eye contact? How do I know? How do I know that you're listening to me? How do I know that you see me? Eye contact. Eye contact ensures that you're listening. It ensures that you're going to focus. It prevents you from being distracted. Try this. Try this. Next time you're having a conversation uh, with your spouse your partner, whomever, try looking in their eyes. It might weird them out a little bit, right? Don't be like 
a creeper and stalkerish about it. Okay, but just try it. If you find that it's too hard to look them in the eye, try by looking at the bridge of their nose. Okay, don't look directly in their eyes. Just stare at the bridge of their nose. And see if that makes any difference in that conversation. Okay, now don't get all lost in thoughts about my, I didn't notice their nose before. What is that? No, you're, it's a way of focusing so you can hear them. Okay, communication, look, communication is, is huge. It, it's, it's the foundation to many relationships, right? And if we don't get it right, we risk of messing up a whole lot of things in our relationships, which is why we're doing um, this series on communication. Okay. Few simple skills, right? Eliminate the distractions. And if you can't focus on their eyes, again, focus on the bridge of their nose. So quick recap, right? Ask the question that you're thinking. That's the first part. You're thinking it. It's in your mind. It's been on your mind for a minute. Ask the question. Number two, be authentic. If you mean yes, say yes. And if you're thinking no, say no. Deal with what comes afterwards. But at least then it will be true. It will be you. Okay. And then. Thirdly, I want to encourage you for as much as possible to have congruent communication, right? So let your forms of communication, whatever they be, they need to match. They need to be in harmony with each other. If you're saying yes with your mouth, say it with your body, right? Say it with your eyes, say it with your hands. Just say yes. If you're going to say no, then say no, right? Don't say no and then be smiling, right? That's just kind of, that's creepy. Thank you for joining me for yet another episode of the Couples Council. Take these tips, guys. Try them out and let me know how they work. I'm not going to say if they work. I'm going to say how they work. Because I like to say, um, even when things don't go the way we plan, we learned a lot, Okay. Something else I always say, sharing is caring. Find a few people and share this episode with them. Do not keep it a secret. If you want, not if you want, of course I, of course you want to and I want you to. Um, check us out on the website, uh, merciawellness.com. You can even go to the Couples Council Podcast.com. Uh, we have that set up in live. Um, connect with us on social media. Right, Dr. Jameson Mercier, Herdeen Mercier. Um, whether that's Instagram or Facebook, you know where it is. Um, MercierWellness.com, you know, is the, it's the gateway to all of that. All right. Hope this has been of value to you. Hope it's provided you with some benefit. And I look forward to catching you here for yet another episode of the Couples Council. Bye now. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to our mom and dad. If you like them as much as we do, then click subscribe and leave a comment. But now they have to go because it's family time. So go practice what you heard and we'll catch you on the next episode.